The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Toxic Floors 1, Human Life Zero. If that doesn't get you thinking about what's going on, I'm not sure what will. I'm sure most of you or many of you have, in fact, heard about the uh, reports that came out of Wall Street Journal on 3-2 of 2015, identifying and addressing the issue of investors running away from the uh, uh, laminated floor company uh, Lumber Liquidators. Turns out that uh, 60 Minutes actually ran a, an episode on that just uh, this past Sunday. And Anderson Cooper said that the uh, reported that the laminate flooring material sold by lumber liquidators uh, and made in China doesn't meet the, the California emission standards on levels of formaldehyde. And we've heard about that formaldehyde problem in the past. Uh, last time it came up specifically was uh, related to uh, drywall, actually, and again coming out of China. Uh, these formaldehydes are known carcinogens, and 60 Minutes investigators went uh, actually went to several of the Chinese factories where lumber liquidators buys their flooring and reported the following. Employees at the mills openly admitted that they are using core boards with higher levels of formaldehyde to make lumber liquidator laminates, saving the company 10 to 15% on the price. At all three mills, they also admitted falsely labeling the company's laminate floor as CARB-2. That's the California formaldehyde emission standards and the new U.S. federal law. At this factory, at one of the factories, the general manager told the investigators Lumber Liquidators is one of their biggest customers. Today, I'm joined by Dennis Bradley, forensic business pathologist, and we are going to talk about this and what it means to us as human beings. As I said in our opening, Toxic Floors 1, human life zero. And think about where your children spend a lot of their time, particularly as they're growing up. I want to take just a minute before we get started and recognize our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. You can find them at www.bqpm.com. Uh, 
and Secure Components, LLC. Secure Components can be found at www.securecomponents.com. Our bronze sponsors are C-Trends, supply chain specialist, uh, providing uh, industry with needed materials and specifically doing that in, in uh, regard to making sure that their hazard is substance-free and that the products they provide are not counterfeit. You can find uh, C-Trend. Uh, C Trends rather at www.ctrends that's C-T-R-E-N-D-S dot com. Concord Components, another one of uh, our bronze uh, sponsors, and they can be found at www.concordcomponents.com. Another one of our well-recognized uh, distributors here in the U.S. that distributes counterfeit effect. Uh, 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 avoids counterfeit. Uh, they provide a product that uh, they work hard to detect and mitigate any counterfeits getting into your supply chain. As well as aircraft airworthiness and sustainment co- uh, conference folks down in Australia, another of our bronze supporters. Uh, if you're anywhere near Australia, the uh, show's coming up. They have a conference annually. You can find them at www.agingaircraft, and that's A-G-E-I-N-G, aircraft.com.au. When you you go looking for them, if you turn on the uh, speaker set, you'll hear that Australian accent from down under. So without any further to do, I, I do want to uh, introduce Dennis Bradley. He's a returning guest on the show. Dennis, are you there with me? I'm with you, Stan, all the way. Outstanding. One of the great things about this show is that we come from many different parts of the world, and I believe, Dennis, you're somewhere up in the uh, Midwest today? Well, no, let's just say Reno, Nevada at uh, about 4,500 <laughs> feet. Now, that's almost out in the ocean, depending on where you're standing at in California, isn't it? <laughs> I have to go over a hill to get there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Bradley is founder of Optimum Enterprise, Enterprises, rather, an alliance of experts who help client companies achieve better results. Dennis is a forensic business pathologist, and we're going to talk about that, Dennis. Uh, today, but uh, Dennis has 30 years of experience in combining organizational uh, organizational change, consulting and teaching, and guiding continuous process improvement practices. Earned his master's degree in human resources and organizational development, University of San Francisco, and has excelled in corporate management and project management positions. He is an A. APIX, APICS, certified in JIT, uh, a graduate of Deming Study Group Series, certified as a, a situational leadership trainer, and served as a Symantec certified TQM instructor and SSQA assessor. Boy, you've, you've got, and it goes on from there. I, I could probably talk for another half hour just on your credentials, Dennis. But again, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam. So, Dennis, um, let if you don't mind, let's get started by bringing us up to date. What, what's been going on in your world 
since you were last on the show, which was, I think, give or take about a year ago. Yeah, and, and, and in that show, Stan, we were talking about hazardous substance process management and the pro- producers of consumer products' responsibility and their legal obligation to produce and provide products to consumers that are safe, that aren't and hazardous to their health. And the world is doing that extremely well, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> when it's uh, found out that maybe somebody has cut corners and the consequences can manifest themselves in criminal law, prosecution or civil liabilities, and we have any number of examples of the failures on different producers' parts that have resulted in injury or death, and unfortunately, those aberrant behaving producers are held accountable and put all the rest of them on notice that you'd better adhere to what are nationally standard requirements for quality control process management and fail-safing your production processes so that the individual consumer isn't at risk. Now, with the situation with the lumber's liquidators floor paneling, just look at the elements of like it's a like it's a puzzle. Look at the supply chain management question and the interview on 60 Minutes, which I'm sure a good portion percentage of the population saw it. The CEO was really caught flat-footed when pressed on the question of what did lumber liquidators actually know about their suppliers and who was manufacturing the laminate in China. And he was really left kind of stumbling, saying that we really need to look into that. Well, that's great after the fact that, uh, well, what we should have done, we didn't do. And now Uh the consequences are, as far as people being endangered with the carcinogenic effects of formaldehyde emissions, and now how to make everything right. And it's it's a complicated puzzle with all the different parts. Tell me a little bit, or let's share with the uh, audience just a little bit. In your bio, I see that you've added a piece, which is forensic business pathologist. Mm-hmm. Um, can you can you help us understand what that is, what, what you're doing, or what that what that brings to the table? Well, yes, and I got recruited into that role and have been contracted to provide expert witness testimony in product liability and organizational negligence cases contracted on the uh, plaintiff side in both of the situations. In one situation, a consumer product failed, caused a fire, and a couple of children were killed. Now, myself and my associates, we investigated the company that produced the product that failed and uncovered an unconscionable disregard for the consumer's safety when the company had offshored their manufacturing processes without also transferring good process management procedures, uh, process controls, and ensuring that the, the elements of the product were maintained as they were tested when the product was initially designed. And I can give the specific. It was a uh, space heater that failed. And, oh uh, and unfortunately, a couple of children died in the fire. Well, what we uncovered in the company's failure to exercise effective process management and minimize the probability of that failure, that kind of failure ever happening, 
uh, they, we revealed an unconscionable disregard for any type of process management discipline, which dramatically increased the probabilities that such a failure was going to happen, and the consequences were what they were. So that's the forensics part of it. Just like when people watch on a popular CSI program, um, that they look at the results or at the crime scene and backstep from that into what contributed to whatever the malady was that, uh, that was experienced. So that's the forensic business pathology. We are able to look at the history of what preceded whatever the failure or the injury or death that occurred. Now, so, it, sounds, it sounds extremely um, interesting, uh, unfortunately, with, with you know, you're dealing with results of human life again, so yeah. there's, there's seriously a, a serious downside to that. But and, and our technology, the advances that we've made in technology over, over a generation, generations, Stan, have enabled us to recognize the effect and cause relationship between carcinogens and cancer and other types of diseases that are triggered with the hazardous materials that the people are exposed to. And that's very much the case in this whole subject matter with the formaldehyde emissions from the floor paneling. It's already been proven that formaldehyde, there's a direct cause and effect relationship between different levels of it and exposure to it and, and triggering rogue cancer cells, etc. So this is, this is known. The consequences can be anticipated that if you don't do this, this might well happen. And the producer of any products has a legal, legal obligation to take all steps necessary to ensure that the, the consequences uh, aren't experienced by the consumer, who's relatively helpless. You know, they see the advertisement, okay, go buy this, and this will do just right for my floor. And then after the fact, it turns out it's uh, doing them bad. And it strikes me, and I guess I wonder about this a lot, that is it just industry and, if you will, the financial gains that actually result in, you know, I'm more concerned about my stockholders and profit sharing and, and that, or is it truly just China doesn't know how to do it or other countries don't know how to do it and we wind up at the mercy of whoever we're having build our products? Well, it was, Dan, yeah. you, you're raising a really good question because, but in our, in our judicial system with the investigation underway, now just, just, let's just use uh, lumber liquid as an example. Say, for instance, that now an investigation gets launched. I'm sure there's going to be lawsuits involved here. On the civil side of things, and, and evidence is going to start to be uncovered. Now, there's a whole new discipline in our world of litigation these days called e-discovery. And what e-discovery is about is uncovering all the digital evidence, all the email communications, all the documents, everything that's stored in computers and in the whole decision-making chain, all the way from the design of those floor panels or through production, through any quality control measures, inspection measures, or anything else, and whatever was uncovered during that whole process. What if it's uncovered that there was knowledge of the 
unacceptable levels of formaldehyde emissions. And nonetheless, they said, well, let's just charge forward. So what? Now, wouldn't okay. that evidence an unconscionable disregard for the consequences that the consumer would be experiencing? And if there was any misrepresentation or distortion of facts as far as not complying with government, government regulations, then you're getting into the criminal area. So the consequences, and a lot of this will be uncovered, you won't just stay tuned <laughs> over the coming <laughs> weeks, weeks and months uh, as the investigation gets underway as to who now is going to be held accountable for this. And if there was any actual criminal activity in the way of misrepresentation or concealment or anything along those lines, then you may see the consequences manifest themselves on both the civil lawsuit side of things and criminal prosecution side of things. Uh, it kind of, you know, uh, I, I struggle a little bit because while you're absolutely right, and if there is e, um, electronic emails and other things, the, the electronic evidence that you're talking about, it will certainly cause things to, to move forward and there will be lots of activity on it. And like you said, stay tuned. There's certainly more to come. But in the meantime, I look at this that, you know, the, how many thousands of children are crawling around on a floor that's outgassing formaldehyde at levels we know create uh, health issues. Yeah, and, and the scope of this could be astronomical. And now, and then, then the recovery process or remedying it. Now, because of the adversarial interplay between plaintiffs and defendants and, and et cetera, there will be pushback on the defense side of things. Wait a, wait a minute, Those, the way you tested our panels isn't fair. Here's a better way to test them. Well, so then you've got expert battling expert, and it may well be whether it's government agencies or juries that listen to one expert and another another, but there is gonna, they are going to come to a conclusion as to the danger or the threat to the consumers at whatever level it was. And, and, and somebody is going to be held accountable, somebody in some enterprises. And, you know, Stan, we're not talking about black, ma black uh, magic here or something. Because no. in a forensic approach, there are some basic fundamentals you can look at to see what is in place to ensure something like this doesn't happen. For instance, I might say, if I had been 60 Minutes and been there on the scene at the Chinese factory, I would say, uh, can I see your quality manual? Uh, my what? <laughs> well, <laughs> Dennis, I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to hold on that light note for just a minute. We do need to take a uh, short break for radio station identification. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com 
AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver, then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver. AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver, then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver when you need them. Our supply chain management consists of decades of experience and works with trusted sources to locate your products when you need them most. Go to SecureComponents.com and tell us what you need today. Lansdale Semiconductor, the electronics company that created the semiconductor aftermarket, builds semiconductors for defense and military use, as well as commercial and automotive global industries. Lansdale Semiconductor still makes them like they used to. We have over 50 years producing high-rel integrated circuits. Our classic designs are timeless, just like the legendary cars where you might find our products. For more information about Lansdale Semiconductor, visit lansdale.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Concord Components Incorporated is a trusted supply chain partner to major manufacturers and the U.S. government. We stock a wide range of products, including semiconductors, connectors, passive and electromechanical components. Concord provides a much broader range of products, as well as obsolete, hard-to-find, and long lead time items. In addition to our inventory, we offer total bill of material solutions through our global sources and procurement services. For more information about Concord Components, visit Concord. ConcordComponents.com. Aging Aircraft Australia is a nonprofit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is... 
This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Toxic Floors 1, Human Life Zero. We've been talking about, uh, we, Dennis Bradley and I, my guest Dennis, and I have been talking about the reports recently surfacing through uh, 60 Minutes on Sunday's uh, show where Anderson Cooper uh, brought to light the issues of excessive or high levels of formaldehyde in uh, floor, uh, floor panels the laminates, uh, those products that are specifically sold by lumber liquidators. And our show and everything we attempt to do is really to bring light to the fact that these things are going on, either in the hazardous substances or in the counterfeiting uh, areas. We've talked about it now for uh, many, many different shows. And as we have talked in the past, I strive to bring on guests who, in one way or the other, have expertise in uh, the management processes, in the control processes. We often refer to these as quality management and the the various means and methods of uh, ensuring that products are produced in a safe way and made with uh, safe contents. And then again, avoiding the the uh, counterfeit things that we know are going on as well. Uh, just before the break, uh, Dennis and I were talking, or Dennis was actually talking about some of the uh, controls and the processes. We started talking about what's going on in a contract manufacturer environment or supplier. And I think we were about, uh, Dennis was about to say something about the quality management system or uh, quality manuals. Dennis, if... Uh, if you would, um, I know we were chuckling, but let's let's try and uh, see see if we can't make some sense out of that. And easily done. It's over the course of uh, well centuries now of manufacturing and products being produced. the The world came to adopt a consensus on right ways, correct ways of doing things, and they're called quality standards so that there could be some continuity and uniformity across international boundaries and, and, uh, and economic boundaries, etc., that products could be produced with some level of reliability as far as their quality and their safety is concerned. And so there's a whole bunch of those elements that are firmly in place in enterprises around the world. And when I suggested that 60 Minutes while they were over there at the Chinese factories where the floor laminate, uh, floor uh, panels were being produced, that they could have just asked them, well, could I see your quality manual? And they might have gotten a quality what? Uh, <laughs> because because a quality manual would really spell out oh, a number of requirements for the production operations to adhere to on a day-to-day basis to ensure that the finished product was safe and compliant with all internationally recognized requirements. And obviously that didn't happen because when you look at whatever the result is, 
in the way of a product or even a service that's produced. It's exactly what's supposed to be happening. Why? Because that's exactly what the enterprises, systems, and processes are capable of producing. And just a quick definition, a process is a sequence of activities intended to produce a value-added result. Well, you can look historically at that sequence of activities to determine what was done that shouldn't have been done and what wasn't done that should have been done to ensure that whatever the finished product was was as intended for the well-being of the consumer. And on the face of it, lumber liquidators either skip some steps in their contracting of the contract Chinese contract manufacturers that were producing the floor panels and that and lumber's liquidators is ultimately responsible and liable for whatever the finished product is. And again, liability is that cons- uh, lumber's li- lumber liquidators has a legal obligation and it seems that they failed in that obligation on the face of it so far. And so hence they would be liable for the consequences being in, in, experienced by the consumer. So they have to pick it up from there. They have to pick it up. And the reality is that this isn't just lumber liquidators and it's not just uh, the flooring, but from our own experiences. And as you and I know from the countless uh, hours that we've invested over the years, this is but one of many unsafe products that are sold every day worldwide. Um, Yeah. Yes, and, and, and you and I have also had uh, good discussions about checks and balances. And in that whole sequence of activities that we're talking about, think about the consumer in that sequence of activities. The consumer so hey, honey, we really need uh, some new floor in this room. Okay, I'll go buy some new floor panels. Now, the consumer can exercise due care when... They go, and sure enough, the salesman's charming them with this or this or that. And a consumer could well say, well, they could impose an accountability. The consumer, the buyer, could say, excuse me, can I see some kind of evidence that these floor panels have been manufactured compliant with EPA and California Air Resources Board requirements? Uh, Salesman, gee, uh, I don't know that language. Well, then maybe I better go shop someplace else. So that the consumer plays a part in establishing accountability to ensure that what they're getting, you know, that somebody has to backstep from the finished product all the way back through, all the way back to the raw material to ensure that good process management has been exercised all the way from womb to tomb, so to speak. In this case, I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit because... In this case, if the salesperson was astute and paying attention, they would have simply looked at the case, looked at the paperwork right there that's on the product. And as was pointed out in the article with uh, 60 Minutes, there was a CARB-2 sticker on there that said this is compliant with the California law or California regulations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet... Once again, I mean, we've had this problem with Mattel toys. We've had it with uh, drinking cups that were sold through the fast food environment. Uh, I think it was Burger King some years back. Uh, We've had it with uh, 
Zuzu pets. That was brought up to me by somebody just the other day and reminded me that uh, you know, a lot of people won't even remember what a Zuzu pet is. But once again, we're, we're faced with a label saying that this is compliant. A salesman that really doesn't have any in-depth background. Um, I know we're talking about due diligence. We're talking about process controls. You've mentioned the quality management. Uh, perhaps it's important for the audience to understand the difference between just saying it's quality and has a label and really having a system in place. Well, yeah, well, thanks, Dan, because think about where the breakdown happened in this. Here, and, and in 60 Minutes, captured in, in their video of here's the guy on the floor over there in the production facility saying, in effect, he admitted that it was mislabeled, that it wasn't mm-hmm. compliant, CARB-2 uh, compliant at all. Right. Now, how, how could that possibly happen? Well, there's a shared responsibility uh, across the board and across the organizational boundaries. Now, the lumber liquidators, procurement people, how did they decide upon that production facility to provide them with, with, their, with their floor paneling? What steps did they take? to ensure that there was some type of quality control elements woven into that sequence of activities that on a moment-to-moment, minute-to-minute basis to ensure that everybody was complying with those elemental steps to ensure that the finished product was a good, safe product. There was a breakdown there, and that's the forensic side of things when we go back in and look at who did what that they shouldn't have done and who didn't do what they should have done. Now, it spreads all the way down. It's a shared responsibility all the way across the process sequence of activities. The consumer is a part of it. The consumer can raise their hand and say, wait a minute, I'm a little worried about this. Now, you could say that the enterprise has a responsibility to have a third party take a look at their production processes to ensure that everything is unfolding the way it should be. Because, Hexan, there's self-fulfilling elements and self-perpetuating elements in play in every human activity system. And people keep doing what they're doing, even though it's going to have disastrous results. Because nobody grabs them by the scruff of the neck or slaps them upside the head and says, wait a minute, you're not doing this and you're supposed to. So this is unacceptable and and our auditors are not going to give you a passing grade on this. So that's all oh. part of the system that needs to be in place. And it, it's fundamental to the, uh, the old uh, adage of the fox watching the, the chicken coop. Uh, <laughs> the chicken coop or whatever, yeah, right. And yeah, whatever. Well, well, fed, well fed or something, right. Yeah. Um, I can see, and, and you and I have traveled the world enough to know that there's, there's so many different elements that can come into this. Uh, in defense of lumber liquidators, it could be that everything is absolutely right on this side of the ocean, but when the, you employ people to carry out your needs in a foreign country, the the sheer translation of the language can cause issues. Uh, well, seen, yeah, that's good. That's good for excuses, Stan. <laughs> well, but, but I, it's not good for process management. It's definitely not good for process management, and it certainly talks to a breakdown in communication along the way. 
But I have seen, uh, and perhaps you have as well, where a translation of I need a better price at any cost uh, it translates to do whatever you can to get the price down, even if it means doing things illegally. Whereas that may not have been the actual intent, uh, but it certainly can be translated that way if if you don't have process controls. And as you're pointing out, if you have a third party, at least it comes to light that they're doing something that is not correct. And I think that's the important thing for consumers and the audience to understand Third party doesn't just add cost, it actually adds tremendous value because it does give a fresh pair of eyes looking at a process. And particularly where regulatory or statutory requirements are in place, the auditor, uh, most of them, if not all of them, would certainly question why does this have a label if it can't be demonstrated it's compliant? And, and Stan, in actuality, the auditors have an even more probative checklist by which they assess the sequence of activities. And they, on site, can observe what I was talking about before, about what is being done that shouldn't be or what is not being done that should be. And they can see the, in the sequence of activities objectively, that, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's a red flag waving here. Whereas, unfortunately, without that detached third party, those self-perpetuating elements that I was talking about before, um, an individual employee might be troubled by what they're experiencing, but they raise their hand to, to complain or say, wait a minute, look what's... And they get slapped upside the head and said, that's outside your job description. Get back in line. So those those social processes that are at play keep things on the path that they're on. Let me let me give you a question to think about, and uh, we're we're going to take a break here in just a minute. But uh, w- when we come back, I'd like you to share your opinion. Is this just another case of needing governments to put in place tougher laws and stronger penalties? On that note, think about that. And when we come back, Dennis, uh, let's, let's share your thoughts on that. We'll be right back after station identification. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Lansdale Semiconductor, the electronics company that created the semiconductor aftermarket, builds semiconductors for defense and military use, as well as commercial and automotive global industries. Lansdale Semiconductor still makes them like they used to. We have over 50 years producing high-rail integrated circuits. Our classic designs are timeless, just like the legendary cars where you might find our products. For more information about Lansdale Semiconductor, visit lansdale.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? 
It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The world has changed. You need a trusted supplier that mitigates risk at every stage of manufacturing. C-Trends utilizes provenance marking technologies to provide a unique security solution when addressing the challenges of supply chain security. Item pedigree, brand protection, and theft. In these times of fraud and counterfeiting, customers depend on C-Trends for a higher level of trust and service when it comes to their supply chain needs. Visit our website at ctrends.com for more information. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets, challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 counterfeit avoidance standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Toxic Floors 1, Human Life Zero. My guest, Dennis Bradley, and I have been discussing the uh, recent events of the lumber liquidators in 60 Minutes, what's happening and why, and some of the... um, some of the cause and effects of things like this that go on. I uh, would like to take just a second and just once again uh, mention our our platinum sponsors, uh, BQPM, Business and Quality Process Management, and Secure Components, as well as our bronze sponsors, Ctrends.com or Ctrends uh, Supply Chain Specialist, Concord Components, another distributor, uh, at ConcordComponents.com and Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Conference. 
um, sponsors, and that's uh, down in Australia, actually. It's our Australian group down there, agingaircraft.com.au. Uh, Dennis, just before the break, I was—I left you with a question to answer, and just to recap on this. In your opinion, is there—is this just a case of needing governments to put in place tougher laws and stronger penalties, or is it something else? Uh, if I can get you. Well, from a from a behaviorist bias and a behavior modification consideration, uh, trying to change behavior by managing the consequences is a flawed way of getting that change of behavior accomplished. So okay. the after the that if you don't do this, here's the punishment that's going to be in place. Well, that's all very fine, except that if you human behavior follows the path of least resistance. So if you want to change the behavior you're getting, then you need to go to work on the conditions that are triggering the behavior that you're getting. So you've gotten the behavior. Now you want to punish that. Now you're going to set up more coercion, more punishment, etc. After the fact, well, then you got people trying to slip under the radar instead of really exercising new behaviors. So when I'm talking about changing the conditions that are triggering the behavior you're getting, one is, one. let's just say, for instance, that one condition might be the level of knowledge or lack of knowledge of the elements of ingredients in a product or elements in the product and the health consequences and what it could mean to your children. Now, the consumer could be better educated in that way. And you could actually put structure in place that does the thinking for them. In other words, labeling that this product has been assessed by this third party and it gets an A rating. Green. Now the consumer goes, oh, okay, I can buy this because it's green. Oh, wait a minute, this one doesn't have a green label. Well, I'm going to exercise my economic rationing and control and I'm not going to buy that one because I'm knowledgeable and I know what I should be buying. So you can work on one, one of the conditions is awakening the masses as to what's good for them and what's not good for them as far as the elements or ingredients or substances in the products that they're buying. Th- think about how easily that could be done. And I'm sure, Stan, that you can talk about the hazardous, <laughs> uh, hazardous substance-free labeling system. Right. Now, if the right. consumers are awakened and knowledgeable about that, then they become a real check and balance that says that I'm going to buy products that are labeled green. Now, the producers of the product saying, holy smokes, when we're shortcutting on these other side and, then, and they're not going to get the green rating, well, we're going to end up suffering, so we better stop doing that. So you see, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually not black magic. It's very doable in terms of putting elements and structure in place that enables people to make the wisest decisions in their procurement, in their buying, and in their consumption, and their use of products. And I think that that needs to be improved or increased uh, across all product, product lines. And then now then you're, it's a new accountability that's put in place that motivates producers to do the right thing. 
rather than them simply thinking about what they can get away with because they just re- reduce, they save themselves 15% in their costs. Right. And reality is, and, and you and I have both proven this uh, for very, in various ways for various reasons, but we have seen that the penalties imposed by more government control and more regulations actually penalize the consumer because it drives up cost, it drives up liability more than anything else, and it still doesn't educate the producers in the reality if they truly looked at how they could produce it right the first time and put the right tools in place and prevent the problems from ever happening, it actually costs less money. And whether you call it green or or hazardous substance safe, uh, the reality in this case is really hazardous substance safe. We've also learned that the term green can be anything from recyclability to uh, just use as lower power. It doesn't actually make a product less uh, chemically toxic or potentially hazardous to human health. So, and Stan, you, you actually identified another one of the conditions that triggers what we get, and that is the level of knowledge of the elements of quality and process management. And the producer, the pro- producers of the products, what conditions are in place to ensure that the individual task performer has an understanding that if they do it this way, it will result in a compliant, good quality product versus, oh, man, if I do it, if I cut the corner and do it this way, they have to, and, and that's something that lacks in a whole lot of manufacturing and producing companies. They haven't enabled the individual task performer to understand the consequences of their actions if it's done this way versus that way. So think about changing that condition and how if that was pervasive across a whole production facility, then now you've improved the probabilities that a safe, quality product is being produced. And and that is the reality of this. As we look at just about every product that's ever been called out as being hazardous substance, uh, unsafe, if you will, or toxic, uh, it, it has turned out to be a... Failure to understand process controls and for those chartered with performing the particular task to understand the consequences of their steps because there's so many things in a process, as we know, there there's so many things you can do in a process that can affect that quality, as in just adding a little too much formaldehyde can actually run that up, even if he had everything in place, if the operator doesn't know what they're supposed to do. And these are some of the tools that have been put in place that management, lots of management has signed up for. And we've, as you know, we've had uh, over 5,000 companies become certified to the hazardous substance process management tools that you and I helped create back in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is very possible to do this, but the what we've seen over the last 10 years is that without the consumer becoming knowledgeable in this case, and to a great degree, that's what I'm trying to do with the radio show, that's what we've been doing with all my guests, uh, is really helping the consumers understand that they do have a very strong voice 
And uh, they don't have to go pick up and do the heavy lifting, but they certainly have to make it known to their uh, retail outlets, places they buy, that they, they're they demanding uh, safe products. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Stan, because it is a shared responsibility, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, all the way, all the way across the board, the whole sequence of activities, all the way from the raw material producer, all the way to the consumer buyer, that if everybody plays their part, and they're all good intentioned people, then safe products and good quality products will be produced at, at optimum prices, and then provide optimum performance for the consumer in their use and, and safe for their children and then grandchildren, et cetera. Right. So it, it's a shared responsibility across the board, but there needs to be structure and framework and methods in place to ensure that all the players are enabled to play their part. And at the same time that there's a objective parties that kind of keep an eye on things. Right. Wave a red flag if something starts to get off track. Dennis, we've only got a couple of minutes, and I need to uh, recognize a few folks. If if you would, uh, first and foremost, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the show with me today, be my guest. Um, very honored to have you here. Give folks your uh, your website or your uh, contact information, and then uh, I'll say goodbye to you and close up the show today. Okay, that's, that's fine, Sam. Uh, the greatest way to reach me is by my email address. It's my last name, Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, at OptimumEnterprises.net. O-P-T-I-M-U-M-E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E-S.net. That's for anybody that had to stay after school because they didn't pass their spelling test. You know? Yeah, and that's usually me. Dennis, thank you very much. Okay, Sam, you um, People to People, Working Together for Your Safety is dedicated to bringing people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. If you have a question, agree or disagree with the information we are sharing, send me an email with your comments or questions. You can send that to stan at stansalot.com. You can also find me on Twitter at StanSalotJR. That's Junior. That's StanSalotJR. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'd like to share, um, again, our platinum sponsors, BQPM.com, SecureComponents.com, C-Trends, our bronze sponsors, C-Trends.com, Concord Components, and AgingAircraft.com. Dot .au the good folks down in Australia recognizing the supporting staff for, for that that actually make the show all possible from America, Voice America Brandy Jackson general manager Robert Chalino our executive producer Randy Jackman our production manager and Jeff Gerstel our director of host services Show isn't possible without uh, my direct local supporting staff. That is Christina Clark, People to People Administration Coordinator, and Yulia Coach, Coach Branding and People to People Production Manager. We're all about bringing safe products to your stores so that you can buy with confidence that what you're buying is safe. Thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. 
Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. You're helping the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Salat, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. We'll be right back.